Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. There's no better group of people on this planet than homeschooled people, mm. right? Like homes, they're they're a special breed. You know them when you see them out in public, mm. right? You know what you you see a kid pants pulled up to his nipples, wearing Velcro shoes, and talking about Minecraft. You know he's you know he's homeschooled. Alan experienced a homeschool family this week, and you were trying to tell us the story before the mics were live, and we put a muzzle on you, and like, no, no, the only time you should ever say anything interesting is when the mics are recording. So yeah, so I went I went to the uh, the concert on Sunday and sat directly behind what I thought was going to be the stereotypical homeschool family. What they look like? Uh, why why did you immediately assume they were a homeschool family? The parents look kind of normal. Um, it was. <laughs> It was it, it was the kids that threw me off. So we we kind of dissected it, and we said the parents obviously they they weren't homeschooled. They were they were probably public school people who were trying to homeschool their kids. Yeah, yeah. The red flag uh, was that it looked like this was the first time the kids had ever been out. <laughs> pasty skin, yeah, pasty, pasty skin. skin. What was what were the signs? There were two girls and a boy, and the boy had his pants basically up to his nipples, like yeah, you described. That's what I'm saying. It's it's so consistent. Just hair unkempt yeah, you know yeah, just yeah. they they look like they rolled out of bed but nobody ever told them that they had to ever do anything with with their <laughs> hair some fun red flags starting with the boy he he was probably 15 or 16 again this looked like it was his first trip out of the house sure yeah absolutely we're watching him google on his phone he googles why does coke have caffeine <laughs> just so something really basic. He's he, he is sitting here this waiting is at a concert. He he's well he's waiting for the band to come on. Oh, okay, it's okay. in between the opener and and the main event, and he's just hanging out googling why does Coke have caffeine. So then he goes to the pictures on his phone, and he has a wanted poster of William Tecumseh Sherman, who is the Union general that uh, destroyed Atlanta. <laughs> I don't know if he made this. <laughs> It's a wanted poster. It's it's, like, it's it's a wanted poster. It just says wanted, and then his face below it. <laughs> so like he was he was like, we need to find this Union general I, for for the Confederacy. <laughs> I don't know if maybe he's just been inside for so long that his parents just raised him up, thinking, okay, this guy's still out there. He's <laughs> he is a danger to us in Atlanta. <laughs> it just happened. There are yeah. a bunch of Confederate sympathizers. They're like, we need to find all the, the leaders of the Union Army. Yeah. He's not having a great time with his sister. His sister's younger than him, and she keeps kneeing him. Um, sure, sure. He's clearly just wanted to have a nice night out, and he, he can't do that with his <laughs> sister. Another fun red flag. The parents are drinking beer out of straws. Oh, oh. no. Just yeah, it a, sounds like something. Just a couple of psychopaths. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. They they were they were selling beer, and they, had, they would put the lid on it, but that was only so you don't spill it while you're walking back to your seat. You know? Sure. They went ahead and got straws put it in the cup, and we're drinking the beer like what that. What if they told their kids that son doesn't know why caffeine is in Coke? Maybe the parents told their kids that once you have a beer, it becomes non-alcoholic when you put it through a straw. Mm, so that's yeah, why yeah. it's okay for them to drink, because the beer's <laughs> no longer alcoholic. It's a, it, it's, it's a filter. It's essentially <laughs> Coke at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he, yeah, and then they said that, and he, the kid was like, why does it have caffeine in it then? 
<laughs> that family seems like the type that are very rigid about bedtimes. Yeah. Like they're like, we can't have caffeine at this, cer- this certain time because they have to be in bed by 830. Well, these kids were not in bed by 830. They were out to at least 11. It was a crazy night for them. So I think we watched them also clap for the first time. <laughs> The, the kids look like a couple of uh, robots that were programmed incorrectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you describe it? Verb? Like, it was... Describe uh, other than just offbeat and robotic, I mean, it is... It looks like how you would think maybe, like, your dad would clap if he if he saw, like, a like a band he liked in the 80s. You know, he doesn't have any rhythm, probably, you know? Oh, so they were clapping along with the song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. No, he wasn't just... He wasn't just clapping just, just yeah, for the heck of it. I... I, I <laughs> when, you, when you were describing these kids, I never for one second assume that they had rhythm. No, like they there, don't. <laughs> there was never in my mind when you described that their pants were pulled up to the nipples and hair was nutty. I was like, man, I bet these kids have. I think it really rhythm. speaks to the, the description uh, given that you also know that they're white without me saying it. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It is true. You didn't, you didn't exactly specify the race. They're white. There's no way they're not white. <laughs> the only rhythm they would have is when they're playing their French horn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet they practice that stupid French horn every night like it's a religion. It's marching season, so they've trans- transitioned to mellophone, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, I bet, man, I bet that family gathers around that table at night and just eats spoonfuls of mayonnaise. I bet it's just eat your mayonnaise and pray to the Lord. <laughs> just mayonnaise? Just mayonnaise. Ugh. I wanted to stick around them longer just to see what else they would do. I mean, the 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 parents were really into it. Um, that tells me that they they weren't homeschooled. They were they were gyrating is what they were doing. Gyrating. They were like a phone that's getting a text. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were vibrating like an amber alert phone. <laughs> Were they really vibrating? And I don't know. It may have not has been as been as bad, but in comparison to their kids, their kids were either not doing anything or clapping with no rhythm. But they were standing up, moving around, shaking their bodies. The man and the woman that you know, <laughs> drinking their beer through a straw. You know, they were they were very into it. Yeah. If you could have done one thing to join in this family, like what could you have said or done for them to be like, we need to take this guy home. He's one of us. I think I could have repositioned my pants a little bit. I could yeah, have, yeah, I could have brought him up, brought him up a bit higher. Maybe wear shoes that don't have laces. I feel yeah, like some uh, <laughs> some Skechers uh, shape ups. Yeah. I think maybe tucking a t shirt. I feel like that's. Oh yeah, yeah, but, but it's it a, like a wolf on it. <laughs> <laughs> that or it's just a plain white Hanes tee. Yeah. <laughs> nothing on it. Just, nothing on it, but like a maybe a mustard stain or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. A mayonnaise stain. Yeah. Mm. Ugh, it's always gross. a mayonnaise. <laughs> With suspenders, could you wear suspenders? I wonder. I, I wonder if that would be uh, be too far. Yeah, yeah, that'd be too nineties nerdy. Yeah, it kind of yeah. reminds yeah. me of uh, Steve Urkel. Or or too too hipster. Yeah, that's a good point. That's um, a good point. This is see, this is why you're the professional here. Yeah, I think I think we're definitely looking at Velcro shoes. I'm, think, I'm thinking thick thick glasses, like glasses that if if somebody looks straight at, at you, your eyes seem about ten times bigger than they should. So you would think that, but this one actually had they were like wire rim glasses. Really? Okay, like a Harry Potter style type glasses. Not circular. They were rectangle yeah, wire yeah, rim. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of sad. And you would have to like get, take your hat off and kind of throw your hair around, make it look yeah. a little messy, that, yeah, and then yeah. cut it to different lengths in like <laughs> different areas, just so it like doesn't look like you've ever had a good haircut. Yeah. Uh huh. And look like you might have just woken up from being asleep in the car. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like your mom cut it because she believes that hairstylists are 
Satan worshippers mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. Something yeah. weird. Your dad just doesn't want to pay for it. Yeah. Like <laughs> He's like, your mom can do it. You know, she's just, she has hands like everybody else. How much for a haircut? No. No, <laughs> no, sorry. Because <laughs> the dad wants to buy Funko Pops. Like, he doesn't want to yeah, yeah, spend he, money on a haircut. He, he, definitely, he definitely has a lot of Funko Pops. He has a Funko Pop addiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ruining his family. I'm betting the kid does, uh, like, the son. I don't know. I don't know what girls do, so I'm just, I'm just not even, not yeah, even yeah. worrying with with the other two. But I'm betting the son probably builds like model Zoids or something. You guys remember Zoids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funko Pop sounds like what his dad would call himself when he starts grooving. <laughs> uh oh, turned into old Funko Pop. <laughs> That's what that's what happens anytime he puts on sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids joke about it like, yeah. "Dad turned into Funko Pop." <laughs> That's good. Nothing like making fun of people that can't help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing like... And like most of other things we make fun of, Zach used to be it. So... I was, true. I was homeschooled until fifth grade. Yeah. I still carry the scars. <laughs> I still have to put on pants and go too high. I've... <laughs> I, I think I've got one worse for you. Uh, a few years ago, somebody asked me if I was homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> is it worse to be assumed homeschool or used to be homeschool? I not? was I was just being me, and I got labeled as a homeschool person. Oh, this guy, this guy stays inside. He he probably doesn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> I don't know if this is any cooler, but everybody used to think that I was always high. That's really cool. Like, yeah, so yeah. chill, and my eyes don't open very much. <laughs> so I I can I can see that. Everybody <laughs> thought I was always high. I fit the homeschool vibe back in. Fourth grade, it was slightly chunky. It was the early two thousands, so long shorts were a thing, like shorts that hang well below the knee. Yeah, yeah, I fit the bill. Oh, because you're, you're trying to be modest, though. Well, yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to turn on everybody. <laughs> like, oh, look at this twelve year old with high shorts. Look at that stumbling block rolling out here. <laughs> Man, I can't get over his fat legs and man boobs. <laughs> And the puka shell necklace. Yeah, the puka <laughs> shell necklace. Golly. It's funny. The, I think the puka shell went out in the real world before it ever, like years before it made it to the homeschool world. Yeah. 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 That's how, I think that's how the homeschool world works. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like, like a, a time machine. Behind, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's fun to make fun of people that were just living their life out in public and they just happened to sit <laughs> behind Alan. They, they sat into a mic once a they week. They sat at the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> Also, you shouldn't have to Google why does Coke have caffeine in it. I mean, just that's part of Coke. That's that. That's kind of its thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like asking why do cars have wheels. Like <laughs> the whole thing. And if you're worried about William Tecumseh Sherman, <laughs> he's dead now. Yeah. Wasn't a great guy in real life, but I don't think you have to. He's not a current threat. Address him specifically. I assume his name is Kevin. Like Kevin, he's already dead. Kevin, he's he's dead, bud. Um, <laughs> Uh, we thank you for uh, in solidarity um, making up that w- that wanted poster. I assume you made it, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> but uh, welcome to Questionable Detour, where we will make fun of you. So don't be weird out in public. <laughs> don't let us catch you. <laughs> <laughs> Fall in line with society. Always watch your back. Yeah, <laughs> we're there watching and waiting. Oh man! But let's do some hypotheticals. Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract? purely hypothetical question 
I guess I, I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. All right. So in the past, we have brought up hypotheticals where we ask, what type of class would we teach, uh, assuming we are professors at a college? So today's hypothetical involves the situation of how would you handle being a substitute teacher at like a normal public high school? So a teacher is out, sickness, pregnancy, and they call you in. You get the little phone ring and say, you need to substitute 10th grade algebra. How do you go about being a substitute teacher? I think it's about asserting your dominance early and often. <laughs> yeah. You don't want the kids to run over you. <laughs> yeah. As a substitute teacher, they're going to see you as kind of fresh meat. You know, the teacher's out, this fresh meat's coming in, is that time because, to chomp on them. Is that because... You want to be known as fresh meat, so you re- you wear really sh- sh- short shorts, and you walk in all leggy. Yeah, and I, I, I wear like a, the meat gown. A meat gown? Just a, a gown of freshly chopped ham. Oh, you wear Turkey. Meat. Uh, you wear lunch meat? Fresh out of the deli. Are they attached to anything, or are they just kind of weirdly stuck to your body? It's a gown. It's all him together, but I like it to be known that I am fresh meat. Yeah, okay. And how progressive are you to be wearing a gown? Yeah, well. <laughs> In today's society, you know, yeah. you can get away with anything. Like I said, you want to make sure, even if you're fresh meat. Even if you literally are fresh meat. Yeah, you are asserting your dominance. Absolutely. Early and often. Mm-hmm. So you don't get caught out by these little rats in the classroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> The first thing I do when I walk in in my fresh meat gown and short shorts with long, tender, but slender legs. Oh, yeah. Um, well saved. I have a fire extinguisher in hand. And no. I'm st- I start spraying it through the yeah, room. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're, you're preemptively putting out the fires. I'm putting out all the fires that may arise in that class. That's, a, that's just an attention getter, yeah. really. Do you put the fire hydrants in the door and set them off so when you walk in, it's like a fun entrance? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I have like the smoke going behind me. Well, it's not really smoke. Right. But it's right. the fire extinguisher smoke, and then I have one in hand, hosing down all the children. Oh my! <laughs> so you enter it like a high school basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> Very high school basketball esque, and I'm kind of just hosing them down, covering them in fire retardant spray. And you cover the what? The fired retards. Okay. <laughs> you cover them in fire retards. I don't know what that means, but I cover them in fire retardant spray. And when you are covered in whatever comes out of a fire extinguisher. Yeah, whatever that is. You immediately look at whoever hosed you down and you say, you just saved my life. <laughs> because I was just on fire, obviously. Why else would I be covered in oh, fire Oh, that's true. Spray? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I've already established my dominance. I'm the lifesaver in this classroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm their source of life. So they can't really do anything to put me out of my high power in this classroom. Yeah, they can't dethrone you. And if they try, I immediately call the police. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I immediately call the SWAT team. What do you say? I, I How say do you get the SWAT team there? There's an active shooter in my classroom. <laughs> <laughs> the SWAT team doesn't need to know. It's just verbiage, like yeah. with their mouth. Yeah. They're gunning for my position. <laughs> As head of this classroom, and I will not have it. Yeah, absolutely. So a SWAT team breaks through the glass, uh, the window, uh, storms through the door, holds the classroom at gunpoint. Yeah, absolutely. They of need course. to find the active shooter. Yeah, exactly. You know, they start asking questions, and I kind of kind of settle them down. I'm like, There's, it was more of a metaphorical sense. <laughs> <laughs> Which I bet that SWAT team leader loves to hear. Yeah, they have me explain it. And by the end of it, when I'm like, I have to be the dominant person in the position... I'm training these young minds 
Mm-hmm. Swap leaders, like I get it. I was once in your shoes. <laughs> You're you know, very convincing. Of course, after the swap leader gets done yelling at me and whatever. Out <laughs> in the Do, does that not uh, take away from the dominance you've already asserted? Is that SWAT leader yelling at you? Well, that's when I come back in and I say, "Now, see, children, that's how you command a room." Yeah, they yeah. came here because I asked them to. Right. Mm. If you lead the leader, are you not the highest leader? Exactly. Now, once the SWAT team leaves and the kids are still covered in the anti-fire foam from the fire hydrant, do you immediately try to start setting them on fire to show them they are fireproof? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I have no problems with that. Is this the first time you thought about this? Is this a good idea? I hadn't thought about it, but... Does this have anything to do with your uh, thoughts on smoking? You're so against it. Um, Is is this how you go out of your way to make sure that those kids uh, don't even go near a cigarette? Or any kind of lit flame. Well, that actually leads me into my next point. Oh, convenient. I also have Smokey the Bear on speed dial. <laughs> is it an actual bear? <laughs> Do you let a wild animal loose into the, into the classroom well, and name Smokey? <laughs> Here's Smokey. <laughs> now, would you consider an actual bear in a bear costume still a, an actual bear? He has you a hat put on. the bear in the bear costume? <laughs> we do. <laughs> it's very cool. Everyone thinks it's just a person. It's just yeah. a mascot. But it's a real bear. What a surprise for them. Yeah. <laughs> and they start ripping a kid's arm off. They're it's like, it's so not a person. Cool. It's so much cooler. <laughs> You're like, this is why you don't smoke, kids. Yeah. They're all running around the room in terror. Exactly. If you smoke, Smokey the Bear will come for you. <laughs> There's been... He, you know, there's not been enough forest fires lately, and Smokey is, you know, he doesn't have anything to do. So now he's he's turning to uh, juvenile cigarette users. <laughs> and really also, cracking down on them. Yeah, and also might have rabies, according to how wild he is when you let him into that. <laughs> See, Smokey the Bear is more of an idea, mm-hmm. and that idea is murder anyone who creates fire. <laughs> yeah. Do you also use the fire extinguishers to create an entrance for him. So you're like, we have a special guest. And it starts playing that and all of a sudden you have this wild animal knocking over desks. And the kids are screaming. The first kid he swipes it has the John Cena music in the background. You're like Smokey the Bear. Smoking kills. Smoking. You're just on top of the desk yelling that as the kids frantically run around the room. Just trying to beat Smokey out of the room. Like, this is a bad idea. (laughs) Oh, you see it's a bad idea. Okay, it wasn't your plan. Once kids start getting mutilated, it's gone too far. Did did you and Smokey ride to the school together? (laughs) Yeah, where did the bear come from? They did carpool, but <laughs> that's just for economics. Yeah, yeah it sure. just made sense. And bears can't drive, yeah. so. <laughs> I didn't know he was so, I mean, I knew he was environmentally conscious, but carpooling, yeah. I didn't see that from him. I didn't know that was a talking point for we him. We really just wanted it so we could use that lane on the interstate <laughs> where you have to have, like, <laughs> the HOV lane. People. Yeah, the, yeah. the high-occupancy vehicle. Yeah, we had to, really just trying to get through traffic easier. What do you and, what do you and Smokey uh, drive to school? We were in my uh, 2013 Mini Cooper. Oh my yeah. <laughs> packed in. <if> yeah. <laughs> as everybody is that has ever been in a Mini Cooper, yeah, you're, you're packed big. in. <laughs> Close yeah. but comfortable. You know, that's, that's our life model. Evan's all squished up against the window. His face is just planted on the side of the window. <laughs> Probably wondering how much more space he would have if Smokey wasn't wearing a bear costume. <laughs> 
Or he <laughs> wasn't a 300-pound bra- brown bear yeah. <laughs> from, from the Appalachian. Oh, that's good. Number one, as a substitute teacher, you teach the kids a lesson. And that's not to smoke, I think. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't... I think... And that you're powerful, right? Yeah, I'm basically Gandalf. Yeah. Okay, okay. In second, you made it memorable. And lessons learned that are memorable will never leave you. Exactly. I want to be a substitute teacher that stands out. You don't want to be the substitute teacher that goes in and just plays a movie. I don't want to leave crying. I want them to. <laughs> oh, that's good. Alan, substitute teacher Alan. How do you handle being a substitute? I also want to want to leave my students uh, with memories when I leave. But also I want to leave the faculty with something. I think what high schools and really any school in general lacks is a good bar. I think like a, like a drinking bar. Yeah. Like yeah. Like the teacher's lounge is kind of fine, but when when you've had a rough first period, mm-hmm. you know, it's 9 a.m., but you're already shaking. You need, you know, you need to tip back some shots. You need to, <laughs> you need to go on down to the old high school bar. <laughs> when you're 15 and the teacher yeah. won't stop yelling at yeah. you. Uh, you need to blow off some steam. And, you know, it's a it's a great place, I think, for both teachers and students alike to bond, you know? <laughs> What does your bar look like? Is it an old like Western saloon where everybody's kind of leaning over the bar? It's got yeah, double double swinging doors. I mean, there's th- th- there's there's actually no tables in there. It is just a bar. That's that, that's all it is. Everybody's awkwardly stand. Yeah, not a not a seat in sight. Is there music playing, or is it just kind of just awkwardly silent? It's yeah, there there is there is music in there, um, but it is only the Shrek Two soundtrack. <laughs> How relaxing. What a way to blow off steam. Also, I enjoy the fact that you as a substitute teacher, a teacher that is not employed by the school, uh, not really a teacher at all, goes into the teacher's lounge and immediately start criticizing. It establishes an entire room. Yeah. facility yeah yeah some when i when i walk into a room and i and i see something that i don't like i like to go ahead and go ahead and immediately make that change right um (laughs) i think that any second that that room is not what i want it to be is wasted time yeah Um, we're all gonna die one day let's not uh yeah yeah we're all gonna die one day might as well um make everything the way that i want it (laughs) (laughs) so basically you're gonna die one day that's really the mentality you (laughs) I'm going to die one day, and uh, I hope when I go, it's going to be at my high school bar. (laughs) I bet when you walk in and you have that backpack, a lot of the teachers might assume that it's books and study material. No, no. It's about 34 handles of Jack Daniel whiskey. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're already already walking in, ready to set up your, your kingdom there. I'm uh, pushing a grocery cart. Um <laughs> You cleaned out the liquor store down the street. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just kind of, I just kind of tied that thing to the to the back of my vehicle and just drove it into school. I uh, roll that grocery cart in there, clinking and clanking around, kind of like a. If if people didn't know that I was a substitute teacher, they might think I was a homeless man. Yeah. I also might be a homeless man too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I, substitute teaching doesn't pay that much. Yeah. And you're, uh, you don't have other jobs. No, no, not. At, <laughs> That's, that's why I'm able to show up at such short notice <laughs> <laughs> to babysit kids. <laughs> now, do you follow the, the Western theme to the point where you do have high noon shootouts outside your, your school bar? We do, but we have we don't just limit it to high noon. Well, we, <laughs> you're flexible. I mean, that's only one a day. I might only be there for one day. Yeah, that's true. We do it uh, every nine minutes. <laughs> so you're just... Stay in traditional with American schools. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, just lots of shootings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, About every nine minutes. <laughs> I, well, you know, what we did is we just kind of, we did a survey of you know, what's what's happening in schools these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was one of the guns were, were big. Apparently, everybody's got them. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's they end up. a hot button issue right now. It is a hot button issue. You are wailing on that button. You're, that's right. That's you're right. Gonna... I said, we need more guns in schools. <laughs> now, how far do you take this Western thing? Because I know a lot of saloons back in the 1800s, uh, they had the piano guy mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. But then they also had, uh, how do you say, womanly companions. Mm-hmm. Oh. Women of the night. Yeah. Yes. Where do you... Where do you land on that? Where do you land on that? <laughs> Just trying to figure out if this is <laughs> filling it out. Yeah. We're exploring the space. So that is Alan's head, <laughs> and I and I, I, I I'm glad that you guys brought this up because I I do want to go ahead and get in front of this before uh, this gets misconstrued. We are anti prostitution. Oh, good, <laughs> good, good. Pro and, gun anti and not afraid to say it either. Yeah, I, um, strong. I'm I, I feel very strongly about that. Yeah, yeah. But that being said, you do have to have something to fill that void. <laughs> So what we do is we hire in teachers to just read you books. Okay. Yeah. You just still you still have to, you still have to pay them. Yeah, and they take you to a hotel room and they just They read do take book. they do take you to a hotel room. <laughs> they are strictly the classics. Nothing nothing modern. They don't they don't do that. They're they're highbrow teachers. Um, like, as in their high, eyebrows are very high on their forehead. <laughs> yeah, they look they, very surprised <laughs> all the time. They're uh yeah they're they're very highbrow because they shave off their regular eyebrows and then draw eyebrows yeah. on higher on their forehead. <laughs> they look surprised. They are constantly. <laughs> they are always shocked. <laughs> they make any boring book look interesting because they're like this thing is so surprising. <laughs> never guess what happens on the next page. You said you had to pay them to read to you. <laughs> Should isn't that just like a teacher's job? Yeah. <laughs> Alan's a big <laughs> proponent of teachers don't get paid enough. I think that... This is like working for tips at this yeah. point. <laughs> I think that, you know, it's, it's kind of like how some teachers do tutoring on the side. Um, well, these teachers, they do um, reading on the side. Nice, yeah. Okay. They'll take you to a nice hotel room. Um, Tuck you in. They t- yeah, they... Light they tuck a you in, light a candle. Not too many because it's not weird, and it's not a satanic ritual, <laughs> and, and it's not a ritual at all. Um, and they just they they sit down in a that uncomfortable chair that's on the other side of the room, nowhere near you because it's very above board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the chaperone is also there. As oh, well. you have a chaperone. That's good. There's a there's another another student as well. Um, just oh, to make sure, just student. to make sure nothing gets. Well, is there a chaperone for that student? Yes. And then a chaperone for that student. <laughs> every every student has a teacher. Yeah. And it's just it's just a teacher reading a book to a kid in the bed, and there's 34 other students in the room. While others observe. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure nobody's getting molested. Don't touch them. Don't touch them. It's a, it's above board here at the high school bar satellite campus hotel room. <laughs> So it's the HS HS High School Bar Satellite Campus Hotel. Jesus, that's all. the hibiscus cur. <laughs> that's what they call it. The the hibiscus you location. You come up with a better name. <laughs> Couldn't come up with something like rhyme. Though. Yeah, <laughs> we're struggling to come up with this hypothetical. So. <laughs> I mean, I think bottom line is that high school could probably use better alcohol. <laughs> they should use they should use alcohol in general, but I'm sure if they have it there, they need better alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. So turn uh turn your computer lab in or teachers lounge into a bar with a bar only, and then have teachers on staff to uh go take you away and read to you. <laughs> in dark well, hotel rooms. I think teachers are going to be a fan of you because you're getting them drunk. Mm-hmm. 
and you're paying them more. Yeah. You, you're, you're solving education with just this one. Get him to Washington, D.C. right now. And they still get three months off during the year. Yeah. So things are, things are great for you, teachers. Yeah. <laughs> Quit complaining. We hear about it way too much. <laughs> oh, that's good. I really, I think that's, I think that's great. So here's what I do as a substitute teacher. I kind of went with the wild animal situation like Evan did, but mine mine is with uh, mice. I'm going to okay. bring mice in. And what I'm going to do is I'm not really going to interact with the kids, but I'm going to play out crimes and court systems with the mice. So I'm going to have a mi- mouse murder another mouse. Mm-hmm. And then he's gonna get a he's gonna have a little police car with mice policemen in it, and they're gonna get out, arrest him, mm-hmm. rough him up a little bit. But it's it's a white mice, so <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, and I'll throw him in the back of the cop car, and you know, you'll have the situation where he's going through prison and does the little mug shot where he's facing the camera, then turns quickly and <laughs> hits the side of the camera. Put him in a lineup. Yeah, put <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a little mice lineup. You know. We'll go through the court system and you know have a have a mouse lawyer down there and you know I'll I'll make little seats out of popsicle sticks and stuff like that and it's like a British court system so mm-hmm. the the judge mouse will have like a wig sure you know like one of the curly wigs mm-hmm. you know they'll go through the whole it's a whole course it's like a Law and Order episode man I have not acknowledged the kids once <laughs> I have come in I have written my name on the board and I have started this process so there are kids in the classroom there, when this is happening. Yeah, it when it started at least. <laughs> Whether or not they're there by the end of it's a whole other question. I didn't notice them. Do you ever all have the kids audition for roles in this mouse production? I had the theater kids are automatically try to jump on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the thespians. Uh, oftentimes they don't do a good job. They don't do accents well. All my mice have Arnold Schwarzenegger accents. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> yeah, I have a very specific image in my mind of what how mice speak. And that's it. The mouse on trial gets judged in, for, in front of a jury of his own peers. And the judge brings down the cynics of execution. Well, I'm old school with my execution. I then build a guillotine out of popsicle sticks yeah, and a razor blade. And then we have like <laughs> the old school like medieval execution on my desk. <laughs> There's a bunch of mice kind of surrounding this guillotine kind of on a platform. And, uh, you know, there's a mouse with a mask on, the executor mask on. And, you know, there's some mouse with a scroll reading off his... Crimes of treason. Yeah, (laughs) his crimes. For the crimes of petty theft. Very stiff laws in the mouse kingdom, you know. And that that executor pulls the the handle and off goes the little mouse head. Rolls right off the desk. Mm. And at the end on the whiteboard, you have like uh, created by Dick Wolf. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have a wolf. And he's kind of a douchebag, so I'm going to use a Dick Wolf. (laughs) He was like a Dick Wolf, you know? (laughs) Is it always just going to be mice? Or have you ever thought about maybe profiling certain animals to be criminals? I think as long as it's uh, mouse size. So we can go as big as a guinea pig. Okay. I'd say. I feel like guinea pig is like, you know, the Italians, you know. Oh, they're, okay. They're, they're, they're immediately, you know, well, guinea is the <laughs> sl- <laughs> slang, slang term for them. That so, is true. That's a good point. So, you know, they could, uh, the guinea pigs could kind of be the uh, organized crime yeah, of, like your, the of your of your uh, world. I make, I have like a little... <laughs> bowl of water and they're like you were swimming with the fishes and then make them toss a, another mouse into this bowl of water <laughs> or you could go go the other way where in this court of law 
you have one of the uh, defending attorneys uh, be a mole. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And he's kind of has the, the daredevil persona going yeah. on. Like, you know, he's <laughs> he's in the court by day, but by night he's he's, a, he's a crime fighter. Put him a little put on a little cape on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Push him off a filing cabinet. <laughs> He doesn't make it. He's not a real, he's not a real superhero. He's, he's just he's just a, a mole playing a role. Yeah. <laughs> I push it off and you hear the splat and I'm like, oh gosh, I need, a, need another mole. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the kids learn from this. Maybe the court systems. Maybe they get a little something extra, you know? Learn how the judicial system works. Does it ever go too far and like, you get too deep. Yes, the whole thing goes too far. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. Do you ever get too deep into the mouse recreation of society that at the end of the day the kids are the ones you're reenacting these judicial system with but the mice are sitting in the kids seats watching <laughs> so you do like a switcheroo yeah it's very animal farm it. <laughs> <laughs> you got so deep into it you couldn't tell what was reality could and you was... imagine uh, a school administrator walking into the classroom once it hits that point and it's just this wild-eyed substitute teacher and there's mice sitting in the desk and i'm just <laughs> About to execute a student. Yeah, there's a kid with his head under a guillotine. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't pulled the trigger yet. But yeah. I turn around and like, hands oh. on it, and he's yeah. like, <laughs> like, hear the applause, sir. And it's just the mics in the desk. They're just chittering. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't gotten to that point yet, but I'm slowly slipping into a state of psychosis that it might eventually. But that's what I do. I don't. I, again, I don't know what students learn from it. Not there to. Teach it does. Students. It doesn't really matter what teacher. they what yeah. they learn. You're not there for the kids. I'm not there for the kids. <laughs> there to collect a very small paycheck. <laughs> You're there for with mice. one day's worth of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting that we talked about psychosis and we answered with the most psychotic answers in the world because what it lends itself to is that we need therapy, right? I mean, the three of us. As wise, wow. intelligent, and as capable as we are, a little unhinged. I think it probably depends on depends on who you're asking. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> the cr- a crazy person is never going to call themselves crazy. So let's go to get past that. <laughs> but that leads us in the next segment. Let's do some therapy on each other. Welcome. Welcome to our therapy uh, lounge. Uh, like last time, we have a, a, a lay-down chase lounge in here. It's dimly lit, but comfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Evan are the therapists this time around, so we're in our tweed. Uh, three-piece suits have an air of arrogance about us. Pipe hanging out of our uh, mouth. The pipe is hanging out of our mouth, and we're, we're, we're here to solve people's problems. And Alan is actually the person that needs therapy today. How are you doing, Alan? You know things are tough. They've they've been better. Um, yeah, I've got I've got a lot of baggage. Well, how about you stop standing over by the door and come sit on the chase lounge? I didn't know this was for me. What did you think it was? I thought you guys had like a dog or something. Do you wanted to talk to the dog? If the dog was here, <laughs> this opens a whole new can of worms. 
Do you normally talk to dogs, Alan? Yeah, I mean, what? I'm just kind of waiting for the day they talk back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, okay. They don't talk. That's an important distinction. They don't talk back. Okay. Come over here, sit on the chase lounge. Fair. All right, all right. Nice and comfortable. All right. Well, more boy, comfortable. Just undo my belt here, real quick. More comfortable. <sighs> okay, not it more comfortable than that. <laughs> too comfortable. Too comfortable. Too comfortable. <laughs> well, as you know, Alan, Evan, and I are world trained, classically educated therapists, and we're here to solve your problems. So, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you're struggling with this week? Well, I'm really glad you guys were available and you could make the time to uh, meet with just a, a distraught, wrecked individual like myself. Yeah, um, we're charging two hundred dollars an hour, so really, we're we could be anywhere. Choose your words carefully. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'll just give you the overview real quick. Okay. I have problems with impatience. I want absolutely nothing to do with bugs. Okay. And I can't stand romance. Okay. Yeah. Think that's enough? Oh, keep going. I mean, I mean, so far you haven't overloaded us. They don't seem connected. We're going to dig in. I don't think this is going to help, but I am also obsessed with hospitalization. <laughs> Your own or others? Just the subject in general. <laughs> well, I mean, he seems like a broken man, Evan. Uh, we knew that one. He's, hold, he's, he's been door. holding back tears this whole time. If I can just say fix me, please. <laughs> oh, Evan, what's usually the first step of therapy? I think really we need to ask, what was your relationship with your father like? My dad, um, shortly after I was born, he um, he went to Japan. And he he went there because he wanted to live the samurai culture. And we haven't seen him since. Um, Every now and then we'll get letters written in broken English. (laughs) Could he write before? (laughs) He was very literate. Okay, okay. (laughs) He is getting so into the uh, Japanese samurai culture that his language skills, his English language skills are regressing. Yeah. (laughs) I see you have one of his letters there. Can you you read off the letter? Yeah, he says, uh, Hello, son. (laughs) I was wondering if there's going to be an accent there. <laughs> you read it in his accent. <laughs> I honor our family. <laughs> it just sounds like a kid with a speech impediment. <laughs> he sounds like a homeschooler we talked about earlier. He's just He just talks a lot about um, honor. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of all he talks about. He's, <laughs> he's, weird, he's weirdly into it. Um <laughs> Just, just protecting, protecting our name, protecting our family, um, honor, dishonor. Um, how he may eventually kill himself due to the Bushido code. Yes, yeah, Sapoku. Yeah, he might Sapoku yeah. himself. But because because he's half American, does he call it? He might Sudoku himself, and he's yeah. just creating, just solving <laughs> puzzles with numbers. Yeah, yeah. He he's still um, he's still working on that language barrier yeah, that he's absolutely. that's you know very tough for middle aged men to uh, overcome. <laughs> I'm going to go on the limb and say your pro- your dad probably didn't go over to Japan to be a samurai. He probably went over and just lost all his money and now is homeless on Japanese mm-hmm. soil and just kind of riding home. <laughs> he's riding home in this broken English because he's too intoxicated. <laughs> just walking around with a kitchen knife instead of a instead of an actual samurai sword. Yeah, like he's wearing a hotel was- bathrobe instead of a traditional Japanese wear. Yeah. He's talking about how his blade is swift. But it's just him <laughs> chopping veggies. Yeah. <laughs> so I bet you feel pretty abandoned. I do. Yeah, it's it's it, you know it's been tough growing up uh, without a dad, but I know he's there. He might come back one day. Is that where your impatience comes from? Maybe you're slowly getting more impatient, waiting for your possibly homeless Japanese half American dad to come back. Very accurate, and yes, um, that is that is where the impatience stems from. I 
I've been wanting him to come back for some time now. Every time I get one of those letters, I feel like it's going to be him saying, I come home now. (laughs) (laughs) But it never, never does. And I think what will help you as a therapist here uh, is to maybe every night around 12 o'clock midnight, Mm -hmm. go out with a gong and just and just bang it. Bang Mm -hmm. the gong. Yeah. And just and maybe that will give you some sort of connection to your your father and his half Japanese heritage. (laughs) I think I think that's a great idea. I, I think that might kind of give you closure. Mm-hmm. And he was an entomologist, right? Yeah, he was by trade. By trade, oh, yes, he's an entomologist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which also stems from where your hatred for bugs comes from. Yeah, I can't stand him. I I was jealous of those bugs. My dad, <laughs> when he was still here, spent so much time with those bugs. Yeah, yeah. He would come home and he would just walk through the door with a smile on his face and he'd look at the rest of us and it would just fade. Well, mostly because he learned all the scientific names for every one of those mm-hmm. bugs, but did yeah. not learn your name. No. <laughs> he just calls me son. <laughs> and even then he has to think about that. He, <laughs> he looks at me and he name. goes, uh, son? Question mark? That's <laughs> yeah. because you wore dresses as a kid. It was very hard to tell your... I wore, a son or daughter. Uh, I wore a nice plaid bonnet on my head until <laughs> I was 12. Um, he, said, he said, our daughter's boobs aren't coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and your mom's like, yeah, it's because he's a guy. He's a boy. <laughs> he's like, I got to go to Japan. <laughs> There's some bugs over there. <laughs> so is there more with the, with the bug? So your dad didn't learn your name, but he learned all the names of uh, bugs, and I, I bet that was painful. Yeah, it was. It was tough, and uh, I, I think I finally got back at him though. But oh. it could be the reason why he left. You know, just a fun take your kid to work day. I went to work with my dad at the uh, entomology lab, and I just ate his bugs. <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa style. Yeah, yeah, very Hakuna, Hakuna Matata. Um, <laughs> yeah, very chill, like what that song's about. Yeah. <laughs> I was anything but chill. Yeah. I was destroying my dad's other family, <laughs> his insect family. Yeah. And um, he was absolutely livid, sent me home in a taxi, and he went to the airport and flew to Japan. Oh, that was immediate. Immediately. He like, couldn't, nothing he couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> He saw you like smack one mosquito on your mm-hmm. arm, and he yeah. was like, "Can't do this." Said, well, yeah. that's not the that's not the son I want <laughs> or daughter. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never changed the diaper on this. One. <laughs> I hate you, son or daughter. <laughs> uh, so the bug makes sense. You hate bugs. Yeah. I mean, because they replaced you as your uh, as your father's um, the family that he really wanted. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. what, are you, what are you obsessed with? hospitalizations let's get to that be quite frank with you i just love them i can't get enough of them a hospital hospitals okay the amount of times that i've uh self-harmed just to get in there oh and not i'm not i'm not slitting my wrist or anything you know not for attention i'm just i'm like swallowing marbles <laughs> oh man sticking things in orifices <laughs> well <laughs> if the shoe fits yeah that's a whole other that's a whole other take on that saying precursor to uh yeah yeah oh oh man (laughs) i noticed uh you seem to have a lot less glass bottles laying around than you used to Mm -hmm. Um, you knew about his glass bottles before oh he kept them around you know on the 
mantle. Weird that you never noticed. I get, you yeah. know, I guess I didn't. They what? were di- they were displayed for all to see. Why why are your glass bottles be- missing? Are they going up your butt? <laughs> are they going up my butt? <laughs> are they going up your butt? <laughs> 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 I guess they're going up my butt. <laughs> Not right now. Don't do it right now. Put your pants back on. Or you're recycling them. Oh, you might be recycling. You're recycling them. <laughs> thank, thank goodness there was another option. <laughs> yeah, I'm huge on recycling. Oh, Gosh. Man. Oh man, uh, that almost took a turn for the worse, yeah. guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're not as broken oh. as that. Oh man, so the self harm. You want to be hospitalized. You're always in there, almost like a hypochondriac. Mm. Is that kind of the the way you take it? Like, what, I what? just, I just love having somebody to come check on me. Yeah. I, I love to be able to press a button and have somebody there I immediately. I mean, it makes sense with your dad uh, basically abandoning you yeah, that you always did. want somebody to check up on you. He did, yeah. Sometimes they come in there with uh, with food. Sometimes. they You don't go to good hospitals. No, no. <laughs> they monitor who uh, who can see me and who can't. Sure. You know, they're, they're kind of like a gatekeeper for me. Yeah. You know, like a, like a secretary, sort yeah. of. They're telling me, hey, your, your long-lost dad's here. I don't want to see him. <laughs> Rather not. He's bowed a lot. Like he's doing a lot of bowing out there. He seems honorable. He's be sitting cross-legged on the floor. He's uh, <laughs> says he'll be levitating soon. He won't stop talking about honor. <laughs> but that's interesting. It doesn't. I, I. You know. I think we got to the root of everything. I'd say. I mean. Well, there was the romance. Yeah. The yeah. You hate romance. You have in, uh, mm-hmm. afraid of intimacy. Is that because you pulled your pants down one time and they laughed at your willy? <laughs> No, that's probably a different issue. No, I think you. <laughs> I think you read it wrong. It's I actually hate Romans. Oh, oh! oh. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. This is Evans' handwriting. He writes like a kid with Tourette's. I actually do spell Romans and romance the same mm-hmm. way. So yeah. that yeah, makes goes, a lot of sense. When he goes to his wife and he's like, "I would like some romance." His wife goes to the bedroom, comes back, and Evan just in like a Roman <laughs> soldier costume, centurion yeah. uh, <laughs> uniform, spear and shield in hand. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, what did you think?" <laughs> Phalanx formation. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "What's your favorite position?" You're like, "The phalanx, obviously." Oh no. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> Where were we? Romance. Yeah, romance. Yeah, Evan's stupid handwriting it made mm-hmm. me misread it. So you hate the Romans. I think you famously say you wish they built it in a day, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. or it looks like they built it in yeah. a day. That's how bad it is. You really yeah. hold it against them. I say, you mean it took that long? <laughs> Are you serious? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I get it. I would think you would hate the Japanese culture based on all your issues, but you might hate the Roman culture. That makes sense. Well, I, it's it's been ingrained into me. Uh, the Japanese are honorable people. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard. My dad's big into it. Um, yeah, yeah, we have. We we heard it right from the horse's mouth there. Oh, and that hey, I think a successful therapy session though, right? Do you feel better, Ellen? Do you feel like you kind of know better, more about yourself, maybe how to handle these emotions? Yeah, I'm I'm glad that we that we talked through a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we gave you any advice. I, I I at least gave him the advice of go out and bang a gong. And that's not like an old Asian yeah, lady. That that honestly seems like if I do it the right way, that that could probably cure all my problems. 
I think a little advice that I, I would give to you here, just so you can take something away from me from this therapy sure. session. I think you need to find your father in Japan and have a samurai battle with mm, him. Yeah. Mm. I think that's great. Seems like the next logical step, yeah. I think. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and just see who the winner is. Try to earn his honor. Mm-hmm. Or be murdered. Japanese traditional style. Or die. Yeah. 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 Or die trying. Mm-hmm. So spend thousands of dollars to fight in Japan mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have a knife fight with a homeless man that is your father. I think I might be able to finally overcome my severe daddy issues. I, th- I think so. And then maybe if you're injured, you get to be hospitalized. I think it all works out. And as long as there's no uh, Roman centurions uh, <laughs> wandering the hospital... Well, God, I, th- I think that turns out to be a great evening. Gosh, we are the greatest therapist that ever happened. Yeah. I just want to say one last thing to wrap Go this ahead. up. Go ahead. Um, honor, I barely know her. Yeah. <laughs> there Thank it you. is. <laughs> Write that down. Write that Write down. That <laughs> is the key piece. <laughs> oh, but uh, you're welcome, Alan. Well, thank you guys. For the break. I, I will have to say, since I've been here, I have sweated a lot yeah, on this couch. Yeah, we don't have air conditioning. But this has been great. I'd, I'd love to... Love to come back next time I have a, just a batch of problems. Yeah, I'm sure you will. There's no way we've gotten to the core of you. <laughs> the multiple issues that you have need to be whittled down. Just looking at you, I can name three more. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that leaves plenty of content for the next therapy session. But um, what do you think, Evan? What do we got? I think on our next segment, we got a little special edition of What Do They Say? Yeah. Wait, wait. What do they say? What do they say? Wait, wait, wait. What, 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 what do they say? We need to figure it out fast. All right, boys. Today we got what do they say? And we got a special spin on it this week. Okay. What we're going to do is, so I'm going to give the boys two situations, mm-hmm. and they're going to give me one phrase yep. that would apply in both situations. First one up here is when you see two animals mating at the zoo. <laughs> Second situation is when you get really cold outside by a fire. Just because there's friction doesn't mean it's hot. <laughs> 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 That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of movement goes a long way. <laughs> My nipples are really hard right now. <laughs> Just because it's really hot doesn't mean you want to be in it. (laughs) (laughs) If you get too close, it might become dangerous. (laughs) One log is more than enough. (laughs) If only I were six inches closer. (laughs) All right. For our second set of situations, the first one is... You just got a black belt in karate. Yeah. And the second situation of the second set is you see your grandmother naked. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say in both situations where you just got a black belt and you just saw your grandmother naked <laughs> that applies to either situation? It's an honor to be a part of this ancient tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get some scars with this. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to do some damage. (laughs) It's weird to see my karate master in here. (laughs) So glad my dad was able to be here. (laughs) 
<laughs> Do I get a participation trophy for this? <laughs> Can I actually punch something now? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that's sweaty. (laughs) Wait till my friends hear about this. (laughs) I've been training for this. (laughs) There are way too many mirrors in here. (laughs) There's still room for improvement. set situation one you just finished a jigsaw puzzle hmm. situation two your willy got caught in your zipper it's a classic there's so many pieces involved <laughs> it's all coming together <laughs> why are there so many curves in here <laughs> i need to get my family in here to see this <laughs> I'm just going to leave this on the table. (laughs) I need to take a picture of this to put on social media. (laughs) Look at all the colors. (laughs) This won't fit back in its packaging now. I think I might frame this one. (laughs) You frame it. I do this every Friday. Yeah, this is a weekend hobby. <laughs> All right, next one. First situation is you just received your high school diploma. Second situation is you're at a cockfighting ring. I was really hoping there'd be more chicks here. <laughs> <laughs> How do the Asians always win this thing? <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, and, uh, I'm the first one in my family to do this. <laughs> This won't lead me to college. <laughs> I was going to say, I was on the same line. Just one decision away from being in serious debt. <laughs> Can I take my cock out now? <laughs> Next set. First situation is you and your friend go out wearing the same outfit. Second situation is your dad is gay. <laughs> Why'd you wear with so many bright colors? <laughs> One of us needs to change. <laughs> oh, yeah, my mom didn't like it either. <laughs> we just have bad genes. <laughs> oh, you got this one out of the closet too? <laughs> we think just alike. <laughs> All right, next one. Situation one, someone gives you a wet willy. Hmm. Situation two, you get beat up by four homeless people. Why are they so wet? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of spit and sweat involved. (laughs) It's the last time I hang out behind a Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) Well, there you go. We gave some wisdom to Alan a little bit earlier, but as tradition, let's give some wisdom out to some Saturday workers. Evan, Alan, what do y'all got? One-liner wisdom. You can frame a picture, but I think it's more important to frame people for murder. (laughs) 
You say it out of jail that way. <laughs> exactly. Um, what you got? You can always eat fruit by the foot. But isn't life more fun when you wear fruit on your feet? <laughs> Lil Wayne over there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dropping some lyrical poetry on us. Very poetic. There you go. Good wisdom. If you got a hypothetical you want us to answer, need advice from the three wisest people on the planet, questionable detour podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, y'all want to be done? Yep. Expect the detour.